So let me introduce you to my sister, Abby, who I want to make some perspective is three years younger than me. And then my brother, Ben, who is six years younger than me. And we're going to sit around and we're going to talk about sex. Are we supposed to laugh? <laughs> is that a joke? <laughs> Welcome back to the Infertility Feelings Podcast, your place to process, cry, and laugh about infertility. We are so happy to have you here, and we really hope you enjoy today's conversation. Today, I'm sitting down with my two siblings, Abby and Ben. Abby is my three-year younger, feisty, passionate, hilarious, and also sensitive sister. Do you agree? Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. With that. Also, we're sitting down with my brother who is six years younger than me, who is passionate and thoughtful and hilarious when he needs to be. And I think he's going to have a lot of great insight. And, you know, we're talking about infertility, which has to do with sex. And I can't see how that could go wrong. <laughs> talking about that with your siblings? Yeah. Talking about that yeah. with your siblings. Super common. Everybody does it. Yeah. Not, not yeah. weird. I literally, when Doug and I were sitting down to think about this episode, I'm like, I... I don't think this has ever happened and been recorded ever. Like, I just can't think of any other podcast where you would sit down with your siblings and talk about infertility. So I'm really excited. I feel like it's going to be really good. So buckle up, buttercup. Here we go. Okay. My question to you both is, what did it feel like for you guys when we, Doug and I were in the middle of our infertility and IVF journey? Abby, I will throw it to you first. Well, um, it was rough. I feel like because Jesse got married so early, you got married so young. Yeah. Me and Ben were like really young. <laughs> right. And uh, in our family, it kind of, I don't know, I feel like we were very all consumed with your experience because you were the only one really kind of out there living life. Right. You, I, you were out and about and me and yeah. Abby were still living at home-ish. Yeah. Living still? at home, yeah. barely, like wouldn't have been able to afford to buy my own, rent my own place if I wanted right, to. Right, like right. Like living with mom and dad, just kind of in a different phase of life, I feel like. And so- I have, I have a sidebar question I just thought of. Going through all this and infertility and you being so young, did it like scare you to becoming an adult? Like, oh no. I mean, not necessarily is, an adult, but, yeah. but just when it came time to- Fertility. Try to have kids. Yeah. You can't not think about- this is what my sister went through. This is all is I've ever family? experienced. Is it genetics? Yeah. Am I going to, am I not going to, how, how do I like compare? Like how, how do I hold if I am, but I'm not struggling as bad or it hasn't been as long. Is that like, how do I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Th th those thoughts totally go through your head. Yeah. Right. And I think later, I mean, we've all kind of experienced it in a different way. You know, yeah, later, right. little did we know at the time, but right. at that time it was like, I don't know, we were, we're such a close family. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like, um, it was just like super all consuming. Like it was what was going on. Jesse mm. and Doug's life was kind of what was happening in our family. Mm. And so I think too, thinking back of the time frame, I, you know, half of probably your infertility journey, I wasn't even dating anyone. I wasn't in a relationship. Right. And who knows? Um, <laughs> Cheetos on the couch. I think I was. I don't remember. But um, so it was it was like uh maybe I was just really naive to like, oh my gosh, I don't really know. 
but I'm just trying to be there for her. I don't know what I need to do. I don't know, which is probably a good place to start, right? If you don't know, right? don't pretend like you know. Just be there. Just be the person. So yeah, that's good. I think that then, you know, so the infertility, oh, it's not working. This is kind of awkward. I feel terrible for them. Oh, now they need like money to have these treatments. This is how much these treatments cost. This is what this entails. Holy cow. Like this is a lot for someone to go through. Okay. We're going to rally. We're going to do everything we possibly can. And then just being really emotionally tied to it. You know, like, like I remember when we like really were gearing up for you to have infertility was really, or I mean to have IVF, it was at a very emotional time. And then once you had it, then we were all by your side, you know, bringing you food. You're sitting on the couch, like treating you like you were. For the first time in my life. Oh, please. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes. Go. Not true. Um, So yeah, I, I just think like, I guess I would say maybe more than other families. I don't know what other people experience, but it was very consuming for like, not just us, our parents, our whole family, Doug's family, our right. friends, it was like a rally kind of. Right. Yeah, no, totally. I, I, I do remember that and ha- and have that like similar experience, but I think I was a little more detached from it in, in the actual time of you guys struggling and, and, and right. trying. You were six years younger than me. That's a right. big difference yeah. when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah. And, and I don't know, maybe some of my personality is also just kind of uh, like, I don't know, I like experiencing it just through updates. Like mm-hmm. I would hear the latest thing and, and I wasn't like, I don't know. I wasn't really thinking about, okay, how does that make me feel or what, what is my feeling in response to it? It was, it was just like, I'm bummed. I want Jesse and Doug to have a family, what they want. Um, but, but yeah, I don't think I kind of took stock of how each, update was compounding mm. like it was like yeah oh here's the latest update jesse and doug are struggling or trying a new thing i don't think i was like taking stock of like oh they this has been going on for a really long time right where you guys you guys are experiencing it right so yeah i i just felt like in the actual time of you guys struggling i wasn't necessarily like as i don't know as sad or in it with you where I feel like Abby was a little more. Yeah. Ben, would you say there was a turning point of like seriousness or? Yeah. When you guys adopted Matthew, it was like, yeah, that was, that was a big twist. It had real life ramifications. It it actually, you know, affected our Sunday night family nights. Right. Where there was another person there. Um, but it was, yeah, it was like, it felt like a, like, okay, there now there's this choice. It wasn't this like trying, trying hearing updates, it was like, okay, there's this choice of like, okay, this person's coming into our family or not. And and that, that's when it felt like, okay, everything's getting more real for me. Again, it's like, yeah, that was my experience. Yeah. I think too, for me, I think throughout your whole journey, maybe even just recently have I like actually stopped doing this is holding out hope. Even when you were like done with hope, I was like, there's still like a maybe possibility she'll like miraculously get pregnant and get her dreams come true and I honestly think probably within the last like year I've like been like nah I don't even think she wants that right I don't (laughs) but like I've always been like I'll hold hope because she's definitely beyond that but I'll be like there's this inkling in the back of my mind that says someday it might happen for right right well that's really good because I never felt that from you like and I know it's like because I feel like that's some things that 
sometimes people are hurtful when people say stuff like that. Like I'm still holding out for hope. I'm still hoping out for the one. So I feel like you were educated enough to probably know to not say that for me, but I feel like there's nothing wrong with you thinking that or feeling that, you know, I think once you go through hard times with people, you realize that like, don't push your hopes and agenda on them. Just let them be right wherever they land. But in back of my, in the back of my mind, I was like, Oh, come on. Right. This has got to happen someday. I just think it would be the best surprise ever, but like maybe more about the surprise than really something that you even wanted, because I don't know that you even want that anymore. Right, and no. I don't, and now I don't really think that anymore. But at the time I was like, I'm going to secretly hold out all this hope. Right. Do you feel like there, did you feel like Doug and I, I mean, we've never really sat down and us three just talked about this. So I'm kind of curious, even thinking back, do you feel like Doug and I did a good job of updating or telling you what was going on? Or did you feel like you were kind of left in the dark a little bit? What do you feel? Yeah, I I, I do feel like you guys did a good job. Um, again, maybe my personality style is just to err on the side of not doing that or not thinking that way. But yeah, I, I feel like I learned in my life the lesson of like, um, you know, teaching people how to respond to the situation that you're in or asking people, um, for, you know, certain, you know, just help or, um, to treat you a certain way that I, I've, I, I witnessed that from you guys giving updates and, 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 you know, with those updates would come, Hey, so we're feeling this way about it. And we would really like this type of support or whatever. And, and that was something I, I definitely hadn't experienced. I I hadn't interacted with it, especially in such a upfront, you know, in your face type way. Right. I think that, um, we, at the time, maybe I didn't necessarily understand it, but once I got married, once me and Ben, you yeah. know, Ben got married, I got married, we got in relationships. We understood like, oh my gosh, this would be really hard. At the time I was like, this is really hard, but I only understand it in a certain capacity. And then mm. when I started experiencing what it's like to be married, you know, whatever, not necessarily like having a hard time getting pregnant right away, but whatever it be, just like how complicated things can get. Right. Like, oh, geez. I feel like I understood it so much more um, than just like, oh, yeah, like you know, it's, it's really rough. It's like, oh yeah, like this is what it would feel like if this was happening to me, because I kind of have a little more life experience now. Whereas at the time we were just young and like, I don't know, kind of clueless. Yeah. I didn't have to make decisions with a significant other who's not from your family and has different opinions and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 That's good. Do you guys, I'm asking you this, this is not a part of it. You did everything perfectly. Is that what you wanted to hear? (laughs) No, but I wanted, no. Oh yes. Yes. But yes. Yes. No, I wanted, I wanted you to say that exact, and that was so good too. Like, I never thought about that of like, when you're young, it's like, and I was young, even trying to have a kid. It's like, and you're three years younger. It's like, you don't know. You're just worried about what like your Del Taco order is. You know what I mean? So it's like, I like that you said like, you know, once you got married, it's like, oh, and once you got married and thinking about sex and how this is involved and all that kind of stuff, it can be so much harder and more in your face, I think. Mm -hmm learning, but I like that you said, um, telling people and telling them what you need, because that's what we tell people all the time. It's not only about your updating and how you're feeling and what's going on. Um, but telling them what you need, that's good. Which is, which is like 
it's not an easy thing to do. It's It's not. Yeah. For me, it it falls into the category of asking for help. And I struggle with that just in my life. I, I will either, you know, tend to focus on something too much um, and not, you know, ask for like simple help or ignore it and avoid it. (laughs) Really? I've never seen you do that ever. Nine on the Enneagram. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah. So, I mean, that, that, that was, it's, that's, I think it falls into that category of, um, telling people what you need is, is the same type of thing of like asking for help, which is, I think, just a, a human thing that we all struggle with. Do you guys have anything that you wish you would have done differently? Like now on this side of it, having your own children and then thinking back to our infertility struggles or IVF struggles. This is a really vulnerable question. But do you have anything that you would do differently or regret? And I'm not asking this because I'm thinking of something. I just wondered. It's not like I have my list. It's like, I'll go last and tell you all things that you did wrong. <laughs> yeah, greatest. wrong. This wrong. is what actually happened. Um, I would say when I got pregnant, um, that I, I, feel, I feel guilty. I still feel guilty that I used Matthew in order to announce that to the family. Oh, Do you remember that? Yes. I put like a little t-shirt. I took him upstairs and said, oh, Matthew, you got to help me find something. And he was like, okay, you know. Oh okay. my gosh. No, I see that you have tears in your eyes. I loved that. Oh, okay. Well, at the time, I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was perfect. And then later dwelling, <laughs> thinking too hardly about something, I was One like. One on the Enneagram. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. I took her child and said, here, announce my pregnancy with your child, which I'm sure you wish you could do interesting no I didn't think about it that way I could see how maybe someone else could yeah, think that and way I would be open if someone listening does feel that way you're valid <laughs> right 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 but I didn't feel that way I, I at that point I think I was so resolved that we this wasn't going to be our path of a way that we would eventually tell people that we were pregnant like I knew that we probably weren't going to get a surprise or be able to put Matthew in a shirt and so no I felt excited that he could actually be in one and be part of it. And I, I was. Might, I might have asked you. I feel like maybe no. I asked you because then that would have ruined. No, 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 well, no after, like way after. before. Like oh. no, way before. Like oh. say, like if I ever did that, would that be something you didn't like? Maybe I did ask you, but I've always I've thought of it like more, you know, past not uh, more recently, where it's like, ooh, I don't know. I w- I don't know if I would have loved that, and I feel bad right. that I did that. So. And I could see someone more being in the thick of like infertility, yeah. like you're literally doing an IVF treatment, and someone uses your kid to whatever announce or whatever. But for me, I loved it. I felt like Matthew could be a part of it. And I knew that he probably wasn't going to be a part of something like that ever. Yeah. And I think he was absolutely clueless. <laughs> he came Completely downstairs clueless. with a t-shirt that said big cousin and everyone started screaming. Yeah. And then he was like, what just happened? I don't understand. <laughs> right. a- Auntie Abby took my shirt and put right. this on me. I don't know what's going on. Right. That's funny. What about you? Ben? If, if you were in the middle, in the thick, would you, how, would you have done things differently, Abby? I would hope so. <laughs> I right, hope I like, would have. But I guess may, maybe my question is like, what would what would you say protocol should be? You know, if there is a protocol of like, like what the example you said, if your sibling is announcing or expecting and, and wanting to announce, and you're in the thick of it, what what would you? Suggest? Oh, like to include your kid, or like how to tell them? Um. Yeah. How, like how to proceed forward. <laughs> if, right. if someone, if your other sibling is in the middle of struggling and yeah. you are pregnant or whatever. Right. I have, 
Lots of thoughts on this, shockingly. Um, I think the breakdown would be to tell them before by themselves um, and really warn them and then ask them if they want to be a part of like the celebration or they want to be a part of like the surprise um, and then really, really put it on them. Like, I'm telling you this, I love you. Some people, if you're close enough, could be in person, but some people like it in text. I know that's kind of sounds shallow as a, maybe could sound shallow to you if you have, you know, a sibling or whatever. But I think that for the infertile person can be like, I can react alone and be like, this is really hard. But as the sibling, I would just let them decide. All of them decide. Give them the space to react in their own way. And then understanding and grace for all levels of participation. Yes. Yes. That makes sense. And Uh, I would say it depends on the person if they want to be involved or not. You know, I don't think everybody would be like, I'm never going to be involved in the surprise or everyone's going to be like, get me out of there or whatever. If like, it really depends on the person, which is so important to have these kind of conversations (laughs) to know if you have someone in your life that is struggling with infertility and you are trying to get pregnant, talk to them about the game plan, make a game plan. If one of you guys becomes pregnant, what should you do? How should it look? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's, it was transitioning into like that conversation. Like it was really hard. Like I remember feeling really like, oh, can I do this? Can I do that? And we're a really close family. I don't, I don't know that most people listening feel as close with their family as right. we are. Right. And so for us- Or should. Oh yeah, I know, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> boundaries have always been a little <laughs> iffy on this one, but anyway. Um, blurry, it's yeah. a blurry line. Yeah. Um, yeah, just feeling like, I don't know. I just want to, I, I think being super erring on the side of caution and just being like, extremely overthoughtful as someone may be announcing their pregnancy. I can speak from that. Like, you know, saying, Hey, think I did. I, I, I don't, I didn't do it with you. I didn't pre warn you. Cause I knew you would want to be a part of a family moment. And right. I knew we were videoing it. I knew you would want to see that. Right. But with other friends, I took them on walks, you know, that I knew. Cause at the time it wasn't just you who, when I got pregnant, that was not able to have kids. It was lots of my friends and right. a lot of people had experienced that. And so thinking of which ones I wanted to kind of preemptively tell and which ones I could just spring it on and know they would just jump, you know? So it is, it's just be cautious and think, think of how other people are feeling, I think is a good way to live all of your life. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that would be maybe my regret looking back was, was just to be more considerate of that stuff and, um, to be more involved in it. I mean, I, 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 I don't know if I have like an idea of how my role would necessarily change. Right. But, um, but just, yeah, like, um, just taking stock, like I said, taking stock of how many times I've actually heard, like we tried this thing and it didn't work. We tried this new thing and it didn't work. Um, realizing, oh my gosh, like this is, this has been going on for such a long time. Um, you know, I don't know, participate more in that and, and check in more that type of thing. That would be my regret. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I didn't feel that. I didn't feel like, Oh dang it. I wish Ben was texting me more, but I can <laughs> just in general, please, um, please don't text yeah. me. <laughs> just go to Taco Bell. It's fine. Um, but I didn't think that. So I don't know if you feel that how heavy that regret is, but I didn't feel that, but I could see. I mean, back, I, maybe. I think maybe part of that just comes with maturity now seeing that and looking back but I'm, I think I'm also forgetting that I was younger. Yes. Youngish. Yes. Okay. So we've done all the things. We 
are, you know, we're transitioning into adoption. And I want to know what was it like for us to do that transition for you guys to be like, okay, we're walking away from treatment. We're walking away from that world. Now we're going into adoption. And then what was it like for you guys when we brought Matthew into our lives? I mean, obviously it was a really big change. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of, I remember like kind of, yeah, that, that, that season of, um, I mean, I don't know if you've talked about on the podcast, the story of adopting Matthew and and how that all came about. Yes. Kind of. Okay. Nine days, met him in nine days, right? random. And then he came to live with us. It was crazy. Yeah. But yeah, so I remember there was a family night in the middle of that where you guys uh, gave us the update, told us about what was going on and kind of, um, you know, what, what's going to happen with this? Where, how should we move forward? Not necessarily like taking our opinions, like should we, or should we not, but, but just checking in with all of us and, and hearing from specifically my dad, that was the way that he reacted. I, I've never, my dad's very like, you know, calculating thought like in his head a lot, but there, it felt like there was zero hesitation. I've never seen as little hesitation from dad. <laughs> it's true. And, and, and like jumping in both feet first, head first, all the way in, however that phrase goes, <laughs> he, yeah. he really like full on committed. His response was like, yes, bring it on. Like, yes. He was so emphatic with his support of it. And, and that really took me by surprise. I don't know why I, I, I thought when we got to him, he would, <clears throat> I don't know, kind of like talk about both sides of the coin and, and just think. He's kind of like our teacher dad. It's like, okay, let me, have you thought about this? Have you thought about uh-huh. that? Yeah. And yeah, his response was just so direct and so emphatic. It really shook me and kind of just, I don't know, t- took me into how serious the situation was and how exciting it was. And, and yeah, it was, it was the best. Yeah. I think that, um, like, like kind of like what I said before is like, we're just an all in family. It's like, okay, moving on. Boom. Let's move on. What's next. Bring it on. Right. Um, maybe deep down I thought, well, that was fast. Maybe to a fault. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There could be some problems in line there. (laughs) Right. When you second guess, you're like, wow. But then you think, you know, you guys didn't have a ton of money to pay for all these treatments. Yeah. You had, you, you knew that it wasn't a great diagnosis that your doctor was like, mm, we'll try it. Right. Best of luck to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, okay, moving on, we're moving on to adoption. And then that was scary. I mean, you know, it's like, oh gosh, yeah. this can be a process. Oh, you know, as you guys were educating us uh, again, clueless uh-huh. siblings yeah. that are younger and not experiencing a ton in life. Um, ex- you know, educating us on what this is going to look like. And I mean, obviously years and years of that now with foster care and everything. It's like, I feel like, you know, we've, we've gotten quite the education, but you know, just taking it a little bit at a time, but we are the kind of family who is all in. It's like, okay, moving on. Let's all go. What's next. Tell me, what do you need? I'll do it. Right. It's awesome. I feel like, I mean, I can see how this can go wrong in some things, but I feel like that's just such a beautiful picture of like, Doug and I were resolved. Maybe we were not healed in our grieving, which I realized later in my journey, (laughs) but we were resolved in this decision. And I feel like that's what I needed from my family. And I feel like that's what people need Mm -hmm. is it's like all in, like someone is struggling with infertility and moving on to something. They have thought endlessly about these options and, you know, did research and all these things. Doug and I, did we do that? I don't know, but you know, most people do. 
like do the research they know. Like if someone's moving on to donor eggs or foster care or whatever, it's like they've thought about it to an exhaustive level. And I feel like a family member's posture is just, we're with you and we're all in. Yeah. And I mean, that should be the response in all of these areas of our lives. You right. know, like who likes the person who goes, well, have you thought of? Right. No one likes that person. Yeah. Don't be that person. <laughs> right. Be the person who's like, you're into it. I'm into it. What's next? Yes. Let's fast forward because now both of you guys are parents. We kind of talked about your kind of situation with like telling me that you are pregnant um, and that whole reveal. But I kind of want to more talk about like, like what did that bring up in you? Like, mm -hmm. yes, we talked about the surprise, but like, what did that brew in you? And then for you, Ben, to experience a little, experience infertility yourself and now being pregnant and having a son. What about you, Ab? Yeah, I remember, you know, like I said, I used Matthew. It was definitely a joyous moment, but um, I, I immediately, I think, you know, the, the event that where we had shared everything with you guys had ended and me and Evan, my husband, were going on to tell his sister. And we drove down to Mission Viejo where she lives and we were like going to tell her and I just cried the whole way because I was just like, this is just, this is just so sad that like mm. my sister's never going to get that. You weren't putting that on me. No one was like, wasn't a vibe it was just like that was hard like I I'm so happy but I'm like just I'm just you know empathizing that like she's never gonna get that it's never gonna happen and she wants that like specifically you know mm -hmm. really bad and so I think that in that moment I just was like that was really fun and like a great moment to have um but was really hard because I just felt I just felt terrible. I was just like, this is sad that she's never going to have this and there's nothing I can do about it. I couldn't have done something differently to make it better. I couldn't. And she's not even, you weren't even putting anything on me to make me feel this way or anything like that or no vibes. Like I said, it just was something that I knew that like, you know, this is just hard. Like we've all been through this with, with Jesse and Doug and, and seeing them grow their family. And now I'm getting to do it in a different way. And she's never going to get it that way. And she's tried really hard to have it that way. And so it sucks. But also at the same time excited excited and joyful but it was just like kind of a lot to feel like I don't know I there's nothing I could have done better to make this better for her you know kind of that helpless feeling I don't know if this is something you've, that you've picked up on, but uh, it for me, that specific day of the surprise of telling me that you were pregnant actually had nothing to do with you, of where I actually felt pain on that day, mm. was if we told you are pregnant, so excited, and just like, I was so excited to be an aunt, and both of your children now I am like extremely obsessed with. I love them so much, um, but Auntie Jeji, uh, but... <laughs> Um, was when we sat there, kind of like everything subsided and then you and mom started talking about giving birth. Mm. And I went, shit, I didn't think about this beforehand. I didn't think about how I will never have a conversation with mom like that. So it wasn't you and the surprise. And I'm a seven on the Enneagram. So any surprise, I'm just so in love with and so excited to be an aunt. It was that. 
It was that exchange, even though it was only like five minutes long and no one was doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. You guys weren't rubbing it in my face or anything like that. It just was like- It was probably me being like, I'm terrified. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. And mom was like telling you telling you that she like shook and stuff like that yep. out of her birth or whatever. And I just was like, it's just interesting. And I felt sad on that moment of like, oh my gosh, wow. I will never have a conversation uh, with mom about her birth, maybe being like my birth or- whatever. Mm -hmm. And the, I mean, I would, I would guess that there was a lot of elements of what happened that you grieved already. Exactly. And for you, it's all about the party. It's all about like the surprise, the telling, like yeah. that's where your brain goes. But maybe this was something like a small detail that you didn't think about. Yes. And then that hit you. Really yes. Hard. Which so goes infertility of like, shit, I thought I was done with this. And then this comes up or this comes up. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I just didn't think that it would be something that I would have to grieve, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So. Um, I, I think for my experience, um, I mean, we, yeah, our, our story is unique in its own sense. Um, I think I, I was affected more when it came to the decision of when to start trying, when to mm. like, when are we going to, and, and kind of the little like rule of thumb that me and Sarah did in the beginning was, well, start the conversation after two years. I think it was two. It might've been three. I can't remember. But it was. The classic. The yeah, classic marriage yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you want to start having kids. <clears throat> right. Yeah. But yeah, it, was, it wasn't necessarily, we'll start after two years. It was, we'll start the conversation to decide when. And, and our story gets a little disrupted because we got pregnant when we weren't expecting we were going to be getting pregnant. Um, and then we miscarried that baby that time. Um, and yeah, so I think there was a combination of that experience um, which even in the midst of that experience, um, I, I felt like throughout it, I was holding the tension of this is a good thing. Well, yeah, it had its own, uh, just craziness because it wasn't something that we planned for. So mm -hmm. that, that added to it, but it was, this is a good thing and it can lead to a baby, but also it, that like, it may not happen. I think I, I, I I had that sense early on, even before we actually miscarried. Mm. And that was, I think, from a lot of the experiences that you right. guys went through of right. these are good things, but they're fragile. Yeah. You know, and holding both of that. So then. It's so funny. On the other side of being your sibling, experiencing infertility, I was devastated mm -hmm. for that miscarriage. I was so devastated because I was like, no, 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 no. Not down this road. It's like, I almost wanted to like shield you from a moving car. Like, no, 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 no. Right. I don't want this to happen for you. So I think that was interesting of like the depths of my soul were like broken. Cause I was like, I do not want you to go down this path. This is not what I want for you. Yeah. I, I don't want it for anyone. Yeah. It's, no, no, it's not fun it's at all. The worst experience anyone can ever have. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah. So then, so then after that, it kind of, it placed me in this mindset of like, when are we going to decide mm -hmm. for some reason? I don't know why my like brain was like trying to protect me, but it was like that decision became the most important thing of like, we need to know, we need to feel confident. We need to feel like the stars align. We feel, we need to feel <laughs> yeah, like the Lord. Yeah. The president has signed off on this. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, so maybe Obama- that speaks more to your indecisiveness, <laughs> but okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but then also at the same time, like when we were, when we had miscarried, I, I felt like I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be put in the infertility category, yeah. which I think, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm sure that's a common thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. For, for everyone experiencing it. It's like, wait, I'm not, I don't, don't want to be a part of this. Yeah. Just cause me. this happened doesn't mean I'm infertile. Right. Yeah. Yeah. W- yeah. Which is true, but also just, uh, yeah, it was like, don't confirm my fears. And then, and then, so we move, we move past that. I think I had to kind of get to a place where I realized that the miscarriage was affecting our decision and I had to realize I'll never be ready. So <laughs> that means I'm ready. <laughs> right. Right. So then we decided we we're going to start trying again. And from my experience I had on, on the Jesse side, my experience was you never got pregnant right. on the Abby side. You got pregnant. How quick? Two months. Two months. So it was like, <laughs> which is it going to be? Shit. Where do where I, I go? Flip a coin. Yeah. I, I just felt like, yeah, I don't right. know. I don't know where I'm going to land. I don't know what it's going to be like. Right. And I don't know what, what feeling is right. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. It felt like every feeling felt wrong to want to feel like I want to be more like Abby and I want to get pregnant <laughs> right away. It's like how that felt disrespectful to Jesse and your experience. And I love okay, it. put just, me somewhere just, in the middle right, so I can feel right, a little bit of both. Right. And I love that that's just happening in your mind. Like right, that wasn't right. something that was like vocalized. You're already no. beating the shit out of yourself in your head yeah. to be like, I want to be like Abby, but is that going to hurt Jesse's feelings in my mind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, but it was just, yeah, just a, a interesting experience and, and just interesting, like, how is this going to move forward? And I, I don't know if it took a standard amount. It felt long. Yeah. Right. It a was year, right? Over a year. Yeah. It was a, over a year. I think over a year. Or I thought it was like eight, eight months, maybe nine months mm. okay. of trying. I can't remember. Maybe should we get Sarah on? Yeah. Yeah. She'll <laughs> Sarah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Sarah would be like, it was um, this She's many like, days. How dare you guys forget? <laughs> this many days, this many seconds. Um, but, but yeah. So yeah. then, then experiencing that time. Um, gosh, it was, it was such a informative thing. You know, when you go through it, it's like you realize how quick it is, how quickly you can lose hope, mm-hmm. how quickly you can. Well, especially after a miscarriage. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so that, that time was just like very informed by two different experiences and yeah, just a thousand question marks which is, I mean, which is what the struggle is, right? Right. I remember feeling the same way as you, Jesse, when I remember like we maybe had like a pool party. I feel like we were like devastated twins. Yes. I remember because you guys knew you were, Ben and Sarah knew they were pregnant, but they hadn't told us yet. They were planning on telling us in a week or something. And so- Jesse had probably brought it up because the rest of us were like, oh, I'm not going to bring it up. And Jesse <laughs> was like, how's it going with like the fertility stuff, guys? Like, you know, I know you've been trying for a while. And Sarah, Ben's wife, just said like, we have a doctor's appointment soon. And in her mind, she knew that meant because they were getting an ultrasound and then they were going to tell us because she was, she knew she was pregnant. And in my mind, I was like instant devastation. I texted Jesse the second we left. I was like, no, I can't watch another sibling go through this. This is terrible. This is breaking my heart. I don't want Ben to go through this. I don't want Sarah to go through this. This is not fair. I can't believe this is happening again. I don't know what to do. Jesse's like, I know it sucks, you know, responding the right way. Whereas I'm like, how do we fix it? And then the next week when you told us that you were pregnant and our reactions, obviously, were just like complete and utter 
joy. It's mm-hmm. the best picture of all time. Yeah. It's just, I wish <laughs> Doug is not wearing like a shoe or something in it because he had to like kill a spider like four seconds before. Attack. It's perfect. It's brilliant. Yeah. But this should be the cover of this podcast episode is that picture. No, just yeah, no, it was but, such a moment because you had us so fooled because Sarah said that comment about like, well, we are going to be visiting right. a doctor. Well, we weren't and was, trying to fool you guys. No. I mean, we weren't trying to make you yeah. feel like, yeah, we're really struggling. No, with no, no, you were not, no, no, playing no. It. You weren't playing it. Like, I think that was just our natural reaction because I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to say anything to Ben and Sarah, but I'm going to text Jesse right now and be like, and no, this can't be happening again. I think knowing Sarah so well, I think I read that you guys were. And I'm just oh. an infertile person can just know. They just, we just know. <laughs> we know. You knew we she know. was pregnant? I knew she was pregnant. What? You I responded knew responded to my text like, I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Because you weren't 100% sure. I was not 100% sure, but I knew it. It was something the way Sarah said something. I was like, that was odd. And then I just, anytime you had the, that it was odd. Pregnant. Oh, wow. I did not pick up on that. Usually I'm the sleuth. I'm usually figuring this stuff out, but I did not pick up on that. I was shocked the next week when you told us. Absolutely shocked and relieved. Because I was like, praise God, I don't have to worry about this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, in a sense we were too, because I think it was like the month or two months before that we actually got pregnant. We had, we had a time where I was convinced. I was totally convinced the way that things lined up and, and the way that things were happening. I was, I was like a hundred percent convinced. And then we weren't. And when Sarah mm. got her period, it was just like, uh, and, and I think, so yeah, when we got pregnant was on the back of an actual real, like hopelessness, depressing season of trying Mm. part of the ups and downs. And so, and so, yeah, I'm sure kind of check-ins in that season were legit like despair, but then, but then that pool party check-in when we knew, but we, but we were on coming off the back of that. It's like, yeah, I'm sure it wouldn't, it wouldn't be hard to jump to that place of like, oh my gosh, they're Right. right in the middle when of you it. told us, this is a lot lo- into our journey. We had already had Cecile at this point. Did you have anything in the back of your mind of like, this might be hard for Doug and Jesse or anything? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, Good God, soulless man. No, I mean, how, yeah, yeah. how many years was yeah, it yeah. since? <laughs> Come on, Come give on. me a break. Get over it. <laughs> no, it's funny because I almost shouldn't have asked you that. I just was wondering. I was wondering if you did because you shouldn't have because- I was, Thanks. I, I was very we, open about my grief and where I was at. Yeah. And we had had uniquely knitted at that point. Like yeah. I was very resolved to not having any children. I just wondered, I wondered if in your mind, and I wonder if Sarah would have a different answer to this question, but, um, <laughs> but like, I just wondered if you had it in the back of your mind, even with someone where we were, we're so resolved to this. Yeah. You know? I think at this point in 20, that was in 2020. So it's like, we, we were pretty confident in where you're at. Yeah. Like you've yeah. moved, moved on. You've had failures of adoptions, failures of, for, of um, foster. foster care yeah. and now this placement and yeah. now is this going to work out? I right. think we were, I think everyone felt pretty confident like you were good. Right. I know. It's so interesting as I'm sitting here, I feel like for the first time I'm realizing that we've all been touched by infertility in some way. So yes, Abby, it took you not that long to get pregnant the first time, but now you're on your other journey of trying to have another kid. Yeah. What's that like for you? And, and thinking about like from a sibling perspective, like, are you like, Oh shit, am I going to be like, Jesse, is this where my path is going to be? <laughs> Your face. <laughs> That's that all okay? of is our worries. Okay? Yeah, yeah. We shit, are we going to be, be like Jesse? <laughs> Doesn't have anything to do with getting pregnant. Oh yeah. my God. I'm done. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I mean, for us, like we moved, we moved to Temecula. Yeah. Out of Tustin, the best city on earth. Um, <laughs> best city on earth. And doubt people will agree with that, but okay. Well, we'll see. Put a poll. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we moved because we wanted to have a big home. And Temecula is an hour away. An hour mm. away from where we grew up. And we moved there because we wanted a bigger home and we wanted to, you know, have space for this child that we were planning on having. And then we moved in the middle of the pandemic and we were stressed and we didn't get pregnant and we're still not getting pregnant. And it's been almost a year and a half. Yeah. And I've had all the testing and everything is normal and he's had all the testing and everything is normal. So it's like that frustrating, like we've had a child. And when I, when I tried, tried the first time, literally you were the only thing that drove me. I was like, I've only been married six months, but I'm gonna start trying now because I don't want what happened to my sister to happen Mm. to me. Right. Mm. So, and then I got pregnant instantly. So then of course I assumed that the second time this right. would happen as well. Right. And then it didn't and it hasn't. So we don't know. We're kind of, I mean, I don't know. I know that like saying you already have one is probably not the best, uh, but it is, it does play in my mind. I do have one. I am happy with the child I have. If we cannot have more, that is a path that is an option for us and we will take that path. And that's great that it's an option for you. Some people that's yeah, not an option exactly. and that's really hard. And, and I it's, totally get it. Right. Right. Like there's so many in my, for me right now, it's like, it's not even necessarily about for me. It's like for my daughter, like I want her yeah. to have a sibling. I don't want her to be an only child. I never pictured having an only child. Right. Mm-hmm. What, if, what happens if I die? What happens if my husband dies and she's alone? Right. She's, you know, like she has no one. What happens if we die when we're 78 and she has to go through all that alone? Like right. there's just, I mean, it's not like I'm just saying, oh, doomsday. It's like all of the rest of her life. You know, that's, that's why I want I mean, another she one. She will have Cecile and Matthew always and James yeah. and all of them. But yes, I see. I she see will be mean. fine. I know. But I'm just saying like to have what I have, you know, I have these amazing yeah. siblings and all these experiences. What if she experiences what you experienced and she doesn't have anyone? yeah so it's just like that kind of stuff that like makes me like sad but um yeah we'll see yeah I I think that's like gosh it no other thing in life goes at the pace of trying to get pregnant like yeah Yeah. you only get 12 tries and it's been a year. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I like, flip and so, hate that statistic. I know. I know. I know. It's, I know. it's so interesting. That's so, that's just crazy. Like yeah. trying to get a job, you can do that faster than trying to get pregnant <laughs> or you, yeah. you, you can have more attempts. Like you can have more like tries. It's just so interesting that this, for whatever reason is designed this way Yeah, that like intentionally or unintentionally has to just slow you down and drag and like pull you. Yeah. In, in, into months, you're dealing now in months yeah. and then years, you know, like yeah. that's just, it's such a it, unique. When you get your period, you're like, okay, we'll try by this in 14 days. That right. might as well sound like it's like seven years away from now. Right. How do you think we've all been able to do this? <laughs> and I mean that in the most literal way, like you guys being so for me and my journey and devastated for me, but I could sit and listen to a pregnancy announcement and be obsessed with your daughter, Abby, and do the baby showers and do all those things. And you could be so excited and devastated for my journey. Then your journey, us being like so devastated for your miscarriage and then having, you know, baby James come into the world. How do you feel like we've been able, why, how do you think we've been able to do this? Well, I think that- We'll let you know when we get there. (laughs) 
Jury's still out. I just thought of like, how would I answer this question? No, 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 that's a great question. I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, like I said a million times, we're a really close family. And so yeah. when one person goes to someone, But I feel like people say that, that all the time. What do you mean? They, they say we're really, really close. And then it's like, are you? Yeah, that's why you I know? don't know how to like, I don't know how to communicate the amount of closeness <laughs> that right. the family has. Right. And the things that we talk about, know about each other. Like, I don't, we're, we're all three very open people. Yeah. Mm, ben, maybe- <laughs> You know, no, he's no, the no. only boy. He has maybe a little bit of a different ex- perspective. Me and Jesse are like freaking open books right. for the most part. Ben, you probably are too. You err. Ben is you an open book. You side. just need to ask him. Yeah. He's like, not going to be forthcoming like me and you. Or just yeah, like, like I, you, you can't well. shut me up. I just go. And Ben, you have to, you have to pull it out a little. So that's what I mean. I don't yeah, mean yeah, you're no, close no, no. off. Yeah. So we're just, I don't, I don't think that's a normal uh, experience most people have. I right. think most people come from families that are like, don't say this, say this, don't ask this. We're just not those people. Right. And uh, that's just how we were raised. We were just raised of like, we're just a crazy bunch of loons and we're going to just be crazy together. Right. And we're close. And so I think that, and then just taking it one day at a time. I mean, right. Like we walk through your, your journey and it's like one day at a time. Okay. We're doing IUI. Oh yeah. That's going to work. Oh, that didn't work. Okay. We're going to do IVF. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to like raise money to help, like help with the amount of crazy costs this has. Right. Okay. We're going to, we're all in. And then that didn't work. Okay. Now we have Matthew. Oh my gosh. She's the best thing that's ever happened to us. I'm obsessed with him. I just want to like kiss him and eat him. Right. He's so great. And then failed, failed, failed. You know, there's right. just like, I mean, it's just one step at a time. Then Ben starts going through it and it's like, Oh my gosh, I can't do this again. I don't want another sibling to experience this. It's too too hard. Yeah. Can't do it. And then, you know, eventually a year later, it works. And now we have the best little Jamesy. And then now me, I don't know. (laughs) I mean I don't know how to speak about myself. (laughs) No, but I mean, I think I think what you're saying is right. Like, I don't think any of us can do it without each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like on our own, yeah, it 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 doesn't work. Like it it becomes too much. But with each other and each of our unique experiences, like we can, we do all have capacity to hold each other. And if we don't, I mean, we also have a community outside of ourselves as well, mm-hmm. right. which, which I think that, that, that would be my answer is just like a strong community, which is something that uniquely knitted pushes right. a lot. Right. 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 I think for me, I would say you have to have a posture of growth of like, and, and, personalize it as a sibling, but then not personalize it. Like I remember I've had to do this a few times in my lives, my life with things of like, this is really big and I'm really sad for this person, but this is not happening to me. You know, like the, we always say like the worst thing that someone could do when you break your leg is to break your leg too. You know, (laughs) it's like, so a posture of growth growing, especially when it comes to infertility, growing, you know, learning about these things. Oh my gosh, I'm growing with you. Wow. This is a lot. But then also like remembering that it's not happening to you and your world is not falling apart. Cause I think that can be a little messy when it's like, this person is so emotionally invested in what you're going through. So it's like, you fail IVF. I feel like I'm failing IVF at the same time. And it's like, no, this is happening to this person, you know, and you are all in and a cheerleader and all those things. But yeah. And making, I mean, in all of life, making room for to be in pain and enjoy in the same, same yeah. moment. There's, yeah. there's good things and bad things always happening. Yeah. So knowing that there's room for you to be sad and for me to be happy about something else that's happening in my life or whatever, or, you know, whatever it be, just that feeling of like joy and pain are sometimes, you know, happening simultaneously. I think that's the definition of closeness. That's the definition of community. 
is joy and grief Mm -hmm. together. I think that's beautiful. Did you have anything else to say? Yeah. I mean, kind of like I was saying with community, like I I remember in our situation when, when we miscarried and I was having those thoughts of like, I don't want to be lumped into this category. (laughs) I remember. I don't want to be (laughs) Jesse. Yeah. Right. I, I remember like thinking, are we going to get a box? Oh. And I, and I didn't want a box. Okay. This is super educational for me because I've had people give these responses to me of like, I don't want a box. I don't want things to remind me of this time. I don't want it, which I think is really interesting. I'm always cautious when we send someone a box. I'm like, Ooh, they don't want to be put. They might not want to be put in that category. Maybe we shouldn't send them a box. That's so funny. That's so, or interesting. For, for us, I, it felt like, um, like, uh, I mean, the act itself isn't patronizing, but it felt like, okay, we're like our siblings are the, like the ones who are running this nonprofit. We shouldn't be the beneficiaries of this. It felt like it was tied with like a level of like, um, undeservedness or kind of guilt. Like, huh? we don't give us a box. Like we don't want to take from the actual people who would benefit from this box box. Like, we don't want a box, but we did get a box. Yes. Not from me. And we didn't get it from you. And I think that was really important because the box that we did get from Melissa was, was really, really impactful. Yeah. Oh, other. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm, when I'm talking about like community outside of even just us, like that was the perfect thing that we needed at that time. And we got it from our friend, Melissa, and she's the absolutely best human in the world. Mm-hmm. And that was, it met us right where we needed to be. <clears throat> Man. <laughs> That's yeah. so good. So, I mean, that, that, that totally got us in that moment that connected with us. It didn't feel patronizing. It felt totally authentic and it, it helped us. It really did. So our final thing that I want to talk about is what would you say to someone who is struggling with infertility and they have siblings and it seems like either they don't care or it's hard to bridge the gap of the conversation? What would you say, Ab? I would say if if your people aren't safe, then find the people who are. If your sibling is not a safe person for you, then don't don't invite them in. (laughs) Right. Yeah. If they can't handle it, you know, that's the thing is like, we, we were all gung ho of like, tell us what you need. Tell us what we can do. Let's all be that people, those people for each other, but not everyone has that. And so if, if your sibling is not that person, find the person who is find someone who, you know, it's amazing. You start talking to people and you start talking about life and you learn so much about other people and what, you know, find somebody who has experienced it or someone who is safe, who maybe hasn't, but is just a safe person or whatever. Like, I guess I don't want this this podcast to feel like, oh, sibling relationships are so amazing. Ours are. Right. I don't know that everyone's is. And I so, don't think everyone's is. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. if your per- if your sibling or your family is not that person, then don't allow them into the depths. But be the person. But be able to tell them what you need. You know, I 
I, I don't think I can talk about this with you, but I am right. experiencing it. It's really hard, but I don't feel comfortable talking about it with you right. or whatever. I mean, it sounds rough, but you know, like letting, letting people know what you need, but then also be guarding of your heart and not letting dangerous people or yeah. people who aren't kind into probably a really fragile part. of How, who you how are. would you say the define this is a really hard question. This is a big question, but how would you define, Oh, we're not close to, Oh, they seem like they don't care. Cause I think some people think like there, I think it's very obvious when it's like this sister of yours or sibling of yours is not a safe person. But what would you say to someone who's more just like empathic mm-hmm. or not knowing what to say or kind of saying the wrong thing? What would you say? I mean, I hate to feel, I hate to say that like the inferred, I'm sure you've said this before. The inferred person is the person who needs to educate everyone. Yeah. 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 That's not necessarily fair. So I guess if, if you don't feel like you need to take that role or you don't feel comfortable taking that role, then kind of what I was saying is just being like, okay, this is what we're, this is where we're at. You know, yeah. what I, what I need, I would love for you to like step, step alongside me in this. If they are a safe person, if they're just clueless and they're just like, oh, I have no clue. I mean, we were clueless at a time, right? Everyone is clueless at a time before they experience life. Right. And so, um, you know, if they're just, if they just need that, like you, it is, it's kind of like on you to let them know what you need yeah. and kind of helping them understand where you're at. Hey, why don't you come with me to this? I mean, we went to that infertility conference. Our whole family took off the table. Doug's parents, our parents, I know this, us, like we went to this, um, conference for, for adoption and infertility. And we were the only people who Jesse and Doug were the only couple who were actually experiencing infertility that had their entire family come, but that's just who we are. Not everyone has that. And so if your, your family is, is just clueless, I would say, yeah, there is probably a little bit of like, Hey, let me let you know. But that's like in everything in life. I mean, that's not just infertility. That's everything. You got to tell people what you need. Right. Right. Um, And how you're feeling and how you're feeling. But if they are unsafe, find, find someone safe. Good answer. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 Second that, I feel like, yeah, it, there's a lot of education just um, in terms of like, you know, the the actual logistics of it. And, you know, there's a, for someone on the outside, there's so much you just don't think about. You just don't understand. I've never like looked at turkey basters the same way. It feels <laughs> so like, yeah, there's just so much that you don't know. And there's an education on like a, what is physiologically going on with me level. But then there's also the emotional education as well, which I think um, is helpful and important. Um, And yeah, I think it can be phrased or um, expressed in an invitational way of like, this is really hard. We really need you family member. but yeah, at the same time, you do you do need to know, is this safe? Is this someone who's going to be be able to empathize and sit with me and not, um, yeah, I don't know, do that in an incorrect way. I don't, I don't really know what that would look like. Right. But, but yeah, it, there is education that comes along with it because, yeah, you just you don't know. And, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm speaking from the the outside perspective. Cause that was what I was. I was very outside. Right. I think I never thought before, like your guys's ages, how much that could play a part in a role of a sibling 
being like super tuned in to like adult things. You know, you guys are both living at home, you know, like and you were so young, job. you got married so young. I, so it's not like you were like old doing this. It's no, like you no. were young. We were young. Cause you were young. Right. We right. all were young. We all were young. Right. I know. I wonder how it would be now us right. being in adults. Like it would probably be so different. Not that it was wrong or right. bad or anything like that, but it just probably be different. But also something that, you know, as much as it was painful and it's hard and it's like not something that anyone wants to bring into their life. Yeah. It's part of, it's like makes you who you are, you know, it helps you, it helped us grow up. It mm. helped, you know, you be able to start this to help other people. So it's just like, yeah. it's part of life. It's like, oh yeah, there's hard stuff out there. We grew up in a very idealistic little <laughs> utopia of perfection where we waited for our dad to come home at 5 PM every day. Yeah. And we stood out there and did a dance as he drove in the driveway. And then it was like, daddy's home. And you know, we just, we lived a very idyllic thing that not a lot of people get. And so right. then to go through life and realize, oh, there is hard stuff out there. You right. know, it is a beautiful thing because it makes you who you are and makes you more understanding, compassionate, empathetic adult. So and you just name him then. Mic drop. <laughs> and the podcast will end now. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Infertility Feelings Podcast, a show produced by the nonprofit Uniquely Knitted. This is your place to process, cry, and laugh about infertility. We are so grateful to all of our wonderful donors who support this work. If you would like to learn more about how we serve the community and support the work of Uniquely Knitted, we encourage you to check us out at uniquelyknitted.org. If you enjoy this podcast and would like more people to hear it, please give us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcast. This is the best way for more people to hear these conversations. If you need to talk to someone about your feelings, please reach out to us. We are here to help you. If you would like to learn more about our unique process groups, please follow the link in our show notes. See you guys next week.